On episode 447 of Nintendo Switchcraft, we've got the Game Awards, more pinball, the King of Cards, initial thoughts, those stories, and probably nothing else, because that's going to take the whole time on this episode of Nintendo Switchcraft. Hey, hey, this is Johnny Link from Rhode Island, and you're listening to Nintendo Switchcraft. It's take two. This is the second time I've tried recording this. I got about five minutes into the show before and decided to throw it away because my brain is extremely scatterbrained today. So hopefully we'll do better this time around. Uh, This is Switchcraft. It's brought to you live every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. If you want to see me screw up over and over and over again, join us over at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. If you want to become a patron and get all of these uh, episodes ad-free, so no ads in the show, then go on over to patreon.com slash runjumpstomp and join the other patrons there who help support the show. Uh, you guys have my ever... for my, You just have my thanks forever. You guys are fantastic. If you want to leave a voicemail like Johnny Link did at the top of the show, then join us by going over to runjumpstomp.com slash voicemail, and you can leave a voicemail for the appropriate show by clicking on the show that you want to talk to. You can do this from any device, and I might even play it on the show like I did at the beginning. We've got a bunch of stuff to talk about. Let's jump right in. I'm going to start by talking, last time I started by talking about pinball, um, Williams Pinball, and I'm not going to talk about that right now. I'm going to talk instead about Shovel Knight. Uh, Shovel Knight is finally here. It came out on the 10th, and I got, uh, I, I loaded it up and started playing. God, it's so good. It's just really good. Shovel Knight King of Cards is fantastic. How is it different than than the other the other Shovel Knight stuff? How is this character King Knight different? Well, he he handles way way different, and it's very cool the way that his this particular character uh, plays. So actually, let me let me open this up so that we can uh, so I can see. I could just click on the wrong thing so I can see what I'm talking about. Uh, so Shovel Knight Treasure Trove, it, it stars King Knight this time, and he's got a very cool uh, ability style where he has like a shoulder charge so he can charge towards things and slam into them. And then when he does, he kind of bounces off and, fl- and flies up and starts spinning around and uh, if he comes down on top of something, he will do damage to it if he is spinning. So you can kind of attack things from from above, like Scrooge McDuck did in DuckTales on the NES. But that shoulder charge is also really cool. And the combination of those two things gives him the ability to traverse the, the levels in a way that is wholly unique than how Shovel Knight did, and different than how Plague Knight plays, and different than the way that Spectre Knight plays. And overall, I just think it's fantastic. He does not have... um, um, What's the word I'm looking at? He has a jump button and a dash button, and that's it. Now, um, the one thing that I... that I, I didn't really realize this at first, but one of the things that that's really cool is that if a surface is covered with grass he can't bounce off of it if the surface however is uh rock 
then he can bounce off of it. And that's really interesting because that that gives them the, the ability to design the levels around his his movement stuff. And that's what they did. They went through and redesigned all of the levels. And I've only played a couple of levels so far, but they've gone through and redesigned all of the levels to um, focus on how King Knight plays. Now, if you've played Shovel Knight before, then you know that uh, sho- that that Shovel Knight had the ability to smash the checkpoints in order to make more, in order to earn more gems. King Knight cannot do that. I'm not sure. I can't remember if Plague Knight or Spectre Knight could do that, but but King Knight cannot smash uh, the the checkpoint systems in order to make more money. And honestly, I find that to be really odd because you would think of all of the characters, he would be the one who would be after that treasure the most because he's kind of, you know, that's that's his shtick is he's kind of a greedy dude. But the game is really good, of course. It, I mean, Yacht Club Games is just fantastic. I'm a huge fan of, of what they've done so far. And um, Shovel Knight, um, if you own Shovel Knight Treasure Trove, then you can get King Knight uh, for free. The other thing that you get with Treasure Trove is this um, this multiplayer fighting game. It's called Shovel Knight Showdown, uh, which is also included. So this is a multiplayer fighting game where you have a different objectives based on what type of story that you want to play and or what type of game that you want to play. And uh, you and three other players can compete to see who wins or you can be on teams if you want. And overall, I think that it's pretty cool. That being said, if you're by yourself, um, I didn't really like if if I were playing with other people, this would be really, really fun. But playing solo just wasn't nearly as enjoyable as I thought that or as it could have been. That being said, there is a story mode that I haven't checked out yet for this. So that could be awesome. And I just don't know it. Uh, overall, I think that uh, Shovel Knight Treasure Trove, or if you want to just pick up the King Knight version, just Shovel Knight the King of Cards, or if you just want to pick up the fighting game, you can pick up Shovel Knight Showdown all on their own. Like you can pick each up each game up individually, or if you want all of them, and that's the one that I recommend is Shovel Knight Treasure Trove. It's just fantastic. It's absolutely fantastic, and I feel I feel like Yacht Club Games knocked it out of the park. And they just they they have just done such a wonderful job with this game, and it makes me really excited for what they're going to do next. Now, I had guessed that we would he, that we, that they would have featured more of Shovel Knight, or I well not more of, but they would have featured Shovel Knight um, on Indie World, which was earlier this week, and they didn't which I found to be surprising. That being said, you know, now they are free. Somebody in chat said free from the shackles of the, um, of the Kickstarter. For those of you that don't know, Shovel Knight was made via a Kickstarter and Plague Knight, Spectre Knight, and King Knight were these three DLCs that we only, the only reason we got these, well, maybe not the only reason, um, but the reason that we got these is partially because they met certain stretch goals on Kickstarter that said that they would make three DLCs for Shovel Knight. So now I, I feel like 
this is finally done. They can put this to rest and they can start moving ahead with their next game, which I, I don't know if they're working on multiple games at a time. But right now we know that their next game is Shovel Knight Dig, which is um, more of a like a a, a a game where you dive down into the ground instead of being like a side scroller. It's more like a vertical scroller. And it looks really good, and I'm looking forward to it a lot. Think of the love, like the desert levels in Super Mario Brothers 2, where you always wanted to play as Toad because he could dig the fastest into the ground. That's what Shovel Knight Dig is going to be like. And I'm very, very much looking forward to it. Um, Treasure Trove, fantastic. Go pick it up if you haven't already. And if you did pick it up, just update it, and you're going to get all those games uh, automatically. All right, let's talk about uh, Williams Pinball Volume 5. This this goes along with Pinball FX3. And uh, Pinball FX3, if you did not know, is this free game that you can download. I think it comes with two pinball tables. And you might be saying, hold on, pinball? Really, Bill? That's what you want to talk about? Yeah, it's free, and it's awesome, and it's really fun. And we've had a couple of tournaments in our community Uh, with people playing on the free tables to try and win stuff. It's really, really good. And they have a bunch of different tables that you can get. They have things that they've made themselves. They have the Williams table, which are based on actual real-world tables. Then they have things that are based on Universal Studios projects like like Jaws and Back to the Future and E.T. They have Jurassic Park stuff. They have... Uh, tables based on Fallout and Doom and Skyrim, Bethesda stuff. Uh, they've just got so many different tables. And you can go out and buy each of those individually if you want. But they just released uh, the Williams Tables 5 uh, pack. Um, I'm sorry, Volume 5 pack uh, of these Williams Tables that are based off actual real-world pinball tables that existed you know, back in the 80s, you would go to uh, an arcade and you would put a quarter in and you would play pinball for a while. And um, this one, can, this pack, Volume 5, contains three tables. It's Gophers, uh, Circus Voltaire, and Arabian Nights. And two of those are really good tables. At Gophers, I just don't like because the voice the the voices in the game are really kind of annoying. The the gophers are supposed to be like these smarmy little rodents that are insulting you. And I don't mind what they're saying, but what I mind is that their voices are just really annoying. So it's kind of irritating. Uh, the Circus Voltaire has this cool vibe where you're kind of like at the circus and they've got like zombies or something. It doesn't really make sense, but it doesn't need to. It's a pinball table. Uh, all of these pinball tables have these cool moving parts that are really, really awesome. And it's crazy that this thing actually existed in the real world. Um, so if you are curious at all, about pinball games on the Nintendo Switch. I know that there's other ones. This is the one that I've played and just I I highly recommend it is Pinball FX3. And it's just it's such a great game that if you are looking for a game that's easy for you to pick up and play for a very short time or for a really long time, it works really really well in portable mode as well as on your screen. Also, in portable mode, you can turn your Switch sideways and play that way. 
it's not super comfortable to play like that with the controllers. But if you have like the Switch Flip Grip, which is this, I don't know, weird plastic 3D printed thing that you can, how do I want to phrase, that, that you put your Switch in sideways and then your Joy-Cons are on the side so that you're holding, if you're watching this on um, on my YouTube channel, you're holding the Switch this way and your controllers are... I can't do it with that controller, but your controllers are on the side and you kind of hold it sideways. Um, this is one of those games that works like that. They also, if you hit the the X button on your on your Joy-Cons, uh, it'll give you different views as to what the game, like how, how, how closely zoomed in to the game uh, that you are. But hey, listen, it's a free game. You should definitely try it out. And then if you enjoy it at all, buy a couple of um, a couple of tables that you might find appealing. I did not like the Gophers table, but the other two tables that come in this pack are really cool. But like I said, it's got, they've got tons of other packs. So, you know, don't just focus on pinball uh, or I'm sorry, Williams Tables Volume 5. There's tons of other packs that you can try out. And I highly recommend most of them that I've played have just been really fun. I, I like pinball, and um, it's a shame that nobody really plays it anymore. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll hear from our sponsors, and then I'm going to talk about the Game Awards. Stick around. Well, excuse me, princess. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. All right, we are back, and uh, let's talk about the Game Awards. I watched the Game Awards last night. And I ended up going to sleep before they finished because, good God, it was so boring. First off, look, I know that 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 Jeff Keeley does a great job, and he does, um, he does so much. You know what? I'm going to pause for a second because Fisto in chat is asking me a question about Pinball FX3. Um, I do the show. <clears throat> excuse me. I do the show live. In case you didn't know, uh, yes, you can tilt in the pinball game, so be careful. All right, back to what I was uh, talking about. Um, the Game Awards. These are far and away superior in every way to any other game, gaming, video game um, award shows that we have ever had in the past. The, the Game Awards are way better than that. They've been going for five years now. And I, I thank Jeff Keighley for, uh, for doing them. That being said, I feel like what they've been doing 
both this year and I can't remember, but probably last year and honestly, probably the year before is that they kind of pad their time. Like they make it way too long. It starts first off at eight 30 at night, which is pretty late. I mean, if you live in Europe, you're really screwed. Um, but it starts really late at night and then it's like three and a half hours or something like that. It was crazy how long it was. So, it's way too long in my opinion. And there's a lot of unneeded cruft in there. Like they had a couple of musical spots. Those weren't game announcements. Get them out of there. They weren't, they were, these are the only two things that I want at the game awards, game announcements and game awards. I don't want anything else. I don't want anything else at all. Now, maybe I'm alone in this, but I could not care less about, that lady that was singing, she did a great job. The music was good. The symphony behind her was good. Everything about it was good, but I only have so much time. And when you, when they, when they make the game awards really, really long, less people are going to watch them. Now, why, why do they do that? They, I think they do it so that they can sell more advertisements. I mean, a lot of the stuff that we were seeing are advertisements like, and, you know, if you see something that's, that starts, well, pretty much every announcement is an advertisement. And I bet you that those, that they paid for those spots to, to, um, to be in there. And the longer the show is, the more things that they can announce, that means the more money they can make. So padding out the show financially is a good idea, but I just found it to be irritating and I was not interested at all in the music spots. That being said, there was one music spot that I thought was great, Green Day. Actually, all the music spots were fine. The Green Day one, I was I was actually extra fine with because, A, I love Green Day, and two, I know, I, I went A to two, uh, it was an actual game announcement. They were announcing that it was a Green Day uh, thing mixed with Beat Saber. So that's, a, that's related to a game announcement. It makes sense for them to have Green Day go there and play a couple of songs to show off, hey, we're going to be in Beat Saber. Awesome. Makes perfect sense. The other two were not game announcements, and they weren't giving out an award at the to those people, so just get rid of them. Make them shorter. Anyway, I've, I've kind of gone on too long about this. Let's talk about what Nintendo got at the Game Awards. So we're, we're going to start off um, with Super Smash Bros., won Best Fighting Game at the Game Awards, which is great. You know, I think that they definitely deserve it. It's the number one fighting game of all time, and uh, Nintendo deserves to win that. Uh, Doug Bowser showed up and accepted the the award on behalf of uh, Mr. Sakurai. Of course, Mr. Sakurai does not have time to show up and uh, accept an award because he's too busy working. You think that he's just... he he. He is not going to stop working to accept some trophy. He's going to send uh, Doug Bowser to do that. Uh, they were up against Dead or Alive 6, and it just went off the screen, so I don't know what it was, so I'm going to go back real quick. Uh, they were up against Dead or Alive 6, Jump Force, which I've never heard of, Mortal Kombat 11, Samurai Showdown, and Super, and it was, and then, of course, Super Smash Brothers, which won. I think this is a no-brainer. Of course, Smash Brothers should win. It's the best fighting game of all time, in my opinion, and a, I guess a lot of people agree. Um, <laughs> this was actually kind of funny. Uh, 
when this came up, I think my wife was in the room and uh, it was the best family game. So they had best family game and (laughs) every single game in best family was a game on a Nintendo platform. So I, I, you know, I like Nintendo's chances at that point um, is what my wife says. She, She walks in and she goes, aren't those all Nintendo games? And I said, yeah, they are. And she goes, well, I think that they're probably gonna win. And she was right. And Luigi's Mansion won best family game. For me, I don't think of I don't I don't think of Luigi's Mansion 3 as a family game because only two people can play it. Oh wait, no. They have that whole um that whole Mansions of Madness kind of thing where you can play four player. I I I take back what I was about to say. I I f- completely forgot about that. Um my my phone is blowing up. I'm going to ignore it. Um yeah, I completely forgot about that extra mode because I I haven't played it because only my son and I are interested in Luigi's Mansion. Yeah, so Luigi's Mansion won Best Family Game. I forget who they were up against, but I was really fine with any of them winning. They're, they were all... Well, actually, no, I wasn't. There was one game that they were up against that I would not have been fine with winning, and that was... I always forget the name of it. Uh, Ring Fit Adventure. Ring Fit Adventure, while a good game... I don't feel of it feel like it is a family game. A family game is a game where you play, in my opinion, you play together as a family. This is very much a single player game. I know that there is a multiplayer aspect that you can play, but it's just terrible. This is a single player game, in my opinion. And uh, I don't think that this has any business being anywhere near a family game category. I feel like the people who decide where, like what category things go into, they look at family games as games that are okay for your family to see being played, like games that are E for everyone for the most part. And I disagree with that. Now, that's fine. I can disagree with it. They are obviously right because they made the categories. I just don't think it's a a good way to do it. Anyway, congrats to Luigi's Mansion for winning Best Family Game. Um, Fire Emblem Three Houses uh, walked away with two awards. The They obviously won Best Strategy Game. The only other game that they were up against that I had played is Wargroove. Wargroove is also a really, really good game, but Fire Emblem Three Houses, hundreds and hundreds of hours of content really really fun incredibly well designed and well play uh well um made it's a just a it's a fantastic game in every sense of the word and that's coming from somebody who does not like the parts between the fights like i i hate the times when you're back at the school and you're in like third person mode wandering around the school looking for stuff and talking to people i despise that part of the game but the other part of the game is so good that it makes up for everything else, in my opinion. There's a lot of people who love that part of the game that I was just telling you that I don't like. So uh, Fire Emblem, they won uh, Best Strategy Game at the Game Awards. And um, if you haven't picked that up, that game up, I highly recommend it. The other game, or the other award that they won is the um, Player's Voice Award, which this is the one 
that is completely chosen by the players. All of the other awards are picked by 90% the, you know, the critics and 10% of the players for the votes. Um, but players voice is 100% votes and fire Emblem three houses won that with 40% of the vote, which is actually pretty impressive. So, uh, I I'm very, uh, very happy for the, the fire emblem team for winning that. It's just such a great game. And if you haven't played it, you're missing out. Uh, the last thing that I want to say is that, uh, Gris or Greece, I, I forget how they pronounced it because they pronounced it a couple times yesterday. And I forgot what they said, but uh, Greece uh, won the Games for Impact Award at the Game Awards. This is a game that is kind of focused on, what's the word I was, uh, focused on like improving people or making things better or tackling a subject that uh, is sensitive, if that makes sense. Now, I have not played Greece, so I don't know anything about it, but congrats to them for winning the Games for Impact Award. Uh, I think that that's awesome. Uh, Joe Barrett, love my SNES. He's he's a uh, he, he's a, a listener. He's, he tweeted at them, and he said, uh, definitely one of my favorite games last year. It really stuck with me, and the soundtrack is beautiful. Uh, I also heard really good things about the art direction. It was up for best art direction, but it did not win. I think that went to control, if I am correct. I can't remember. So those are, those are the things that um, that that Nintendo platform games that they won on. For me, I don't care about that part of the awards either. Like I don't care about who wins what. I think it's great when they win, but I don't have a I don't have a dog in the show. Dog in the show, a horse in this fight. You know what I mean, right? I, I don't I don't have a cheese in that sandwich. I don't care too much. What I do care about are the announcements. And I have to say, the announcements were really kind. They they let me down. I mean, let's let's go to two years ago. Two years ago, they announced Joker. It surprised everyone. They announced Joker uh, for Smash Brothers. Not Joker like uh, hello there bats. Not like that Joker, but the the Joker from Persona Five, uh, who's like this dude that wears a mask. Okay, uh, so they announced Joker for Persona Five. Um, two years ago, then last year they shocked everyone by saying Breath of the Wild Two is in development. Uh, that just kind of blew me away. I think that that I don't think that was E three, was it? I'm pretty sure that was at the Game Awards, wasn't it? Somebody in chat will let me know. Um, so a lot of people were expecting that. There were going to be some huge announcements, especially because Reggie was there. Now, look, Reggie retired. He no longer works at Nintendo. He's now a uh, 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 kind of like a guest lecturer at Cornell University, which is where he graduated from. Um, and okay, Fisto in chat is telling me that the Zelda thing was in a direct, and last year was Joker. Okay, there you go. Uh, oh, and then. Two years ago, yeah, I remember now. Two years ago, no, last year was Joker, and then two years ago was the Breath of the Wild motorcycle thing. All right, now I remember. Uh, oh, anyway, so you know, two years in a row, they do this big unveil, and then we're like, Reggie's retired, but he's gone on record many times saying that he's a huge fan of Mother, and he's a huge fan of Metroid, and we know that Metroid has been in development. 
Um, and then they said, hey, Reggie's coming. So a lot of us, myself included, said, I wonder if Reggie is going to announce something. I wonder if Nintendo said, hey, can you just do us a favor and show up because people love you? Maybe pass the torch to Doug Bowser. I think that that would have been really awesome. And then right before the show started, I don't know why this never occurred to me, because I kind of said this before, but I don't know why this never occurred to me. But right before the show started, we were sitting in the... Uh, in the Discord, in voice chat. We were just kind of talking about what are we expecting. By the way, join our Discord, runjumpstomp.com slash Discord. We were talking about what we were expecting, and I said, oh, you know what? I wonder if Reggie's going to receive an award, like maybe a Lifetime Achievement Award or something like that, because that would be cool. Um, But he didn't. He was just there to present an award for Best Indie Game, which is awesome. He had this great speech, which you should definitely check out. So... I ended up going to bed eventually because I was bored of most of the announcements were pretty dull. Like there wasn't anything that I got excited about. Most of the reason was why is because they were like, here's some uh, footage of a game that was captured in engine, which is not what the game will look like in engine footage is like, when you see that, you know that they're lying to you. This isn't what the game looks like. Sure. The engine can do this if you do everything exactly the right way. In-game footage, now that's different. Most of the these um, things that we saw did not have in-game footage. Most of it was in-engine footage, and it was stupid cutscenes and not showing us what the gameplay is like, which I despise when they do that. So uh, I was really irritated watching the Game Awards last night. And then there was, like, no Nintendo news on top of it, which was kind of sad. And no Stadia news. Like, I was looking forward to talking about that stuff about Stadia, too. And there was, like, no Stadia news either, just a commercial. What did we hear from for uh, for on Nintendo stuff? Well, uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 is getting uh, DLC Expansion 2. It's coming out this month. It is called Rise of the Phoenix. And it includes Iceman and Gambit and Cable, maybe? I don't remember who it was. I think it was Cable and then, of course, Phoenix. um, Or probably Dark Phoenix, I'm guessing. And then uh, they showed off No More Heroes 3, The Return. It had, like, this extended trailer. And I, I don't care about this series at all. I know a lot of people really, really like it. But for me, it's a pass. It's a hard no. No, thank you. Not interested. Uh, and then the one thing that they showed off that I was excited about, and let me bring it up for the people who are watching the YouTube channel right now, youtube.com slash runjumpstomp. The one thing that they showed off that I got excited about is a trailer from Square Enix, uh, Bravely Default 2. Now, if you don't know what Bravely Default is, on the 3DS, there was this game called Bravely Default. It is a old-fashioned uh, JRPG turn-based fighting system and uh, they got a really cool combat system where you can either do it what they call a brave or a default and if you default and I could be mixing these up because it's been years since I've played it but if you brave yeah if you default then you time you kind of just uh, hold on to your your attack for later okay so you just you're holding back and waiting so your your character doesn't get to go. But what that means is that you bank that for later, right? And then you can then 
you can build up a bunch of turns that you're kind of holding on to, and then you use them with a brave. So the default kind of stores your turn, and then a brave unleashes the, the that turn. So what you can do is you can store up a bunch of turns and then use them all at once. So you could have a bunch of turns stored, and then you could attack to like break the defense of something and then unleash all of your turns with your other characters to do lots and lots of damage to them really fast. It's a it's a high risk, high reward way of playing and it's really fun. And then they made Bravely Second, which is the sequel to Bravely Default, but now we're going to get Bravely Default 2. All we know is that it's 2020. It kind of like the graphics itself um like most of the trailer you don't really see what it looks like, the same thing that I was complaining about before. However, uh, at the end of the trailer, they do show us what the game looks like, and it looks very much like um, like it did on the 3DS, only higher resolution. So it's a very unique art style, and I think that the, the game is going to be incredible. I'm so excited for it. I never played the sequel, but the first one I threw a lot of hours at, and they they kind of attack a lot of the things about JRPGs that I find irritating, where, you know, um, random encounters as you're moving around, you can run into an enemy and you're like, oh, God, I just wanted to get from point A to point B so I could go sell stuff or something. They give you the option to turn off all random encounters when you want, when you don't want them. But then sometimes you want to grind up levels in order to be higher level. So you can actually increase the rate at which these random encounters will happen in order to grind through some level. It's really cool. And uh, overall, I think it's fun. Uh, and so I'm looking very, I'm very much looking forward to Bravely Default too. All right. Uh, listen, that's the Game Awards. There really wasn't much to talk about, which I find really disappointing. So when are we going to hear more? Well, I'm sure that there'll be a direct in January. I don't think that they will wait until February. Do I expect them, like, like Nintendo is unpredictable. We don't know when they're going to tell us things. And that's okay. It's not a big deal. Anyway, uh, I long story short, TLDR, the Game Awards were boring. There were only a few um, announcements that I found interesting in the least. That being said, congrats to Nintendo for winning a lot of stuff. Uh, let's Let's wrap up the show. Become a part of the community with our Discord over at runjumpstomp.com slash Discord. This show is part of the Giant Size Team Up Network. If you want to check out our other shows, go to gstu.net. On the 11th, that's two days ago, I was on an episode of Breaking the Panel. We talked about uh, The Mandalorian. We talked about video games. We talked about uh, Ghostbusters and YouTube and all kinds of crazy stuff. Uh, so go check out that episode of Breaking the Panel. I don't, I don't know if it's up yet or not, but we had a lot of fun. And speaking of other shows, please check out my my show, 143 Pixels. I'm having so much fun making these shows. Uh, we had a new episode that came out this week on Tuesday. It was me and my friend Tom Tate from the Power Time podcast, and he and I talked about um, Link's Awakening for the Game Boy Color. 
Uh, it was a really fun conversation, and I hope that you'll check it out. Go to anchor.fm slash 143. The music you're hearing right now is Corneria Star Fox Remix by Noteblock. I will see you guys next time. Thank you for listening. You're awesome. Bye-bye. <laughs>